Shuku Tuku, how are you, you? Well, whatever, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a glorious day of greater glory. We are thoroughly encouraged in our spirit man. For a person that lives as a carnal animal, with their brain attached to their flesh, the things of God are utter foolish, utter foolishness to them. Literally, when a person tunes in and sees the spirit of glory, their brain goes haywire and has to attribute it something to the natural realm. Otherwise, they'll literally repent. So, when you have a demonstration of the glory of God every day of broadcasting for 11 years, the brain can either re react as, that's drunk, that's high, that's something in the natural, that's frankincense oil. It's a, and the brain has to do that. You don't understand. If the brain doesn't come up with an excuse to what they're seeing, they'll literally repent and believe in Jesus. That's the power of the glory of God. When it's on display through souls transfigured by knowing God face to face inside your own spirit life. So the most important thing about spiritual, spiritual growth is demonstrating the glory of God. And the glory of God confronts only one thing, the brain. That's it. Romans 8, only one thing, the brain. The mind of Christ, the glory of God, is the mind of Christ. The river of life is the mind of Christ. comes out of your belly. Your intelligence as Christians is not in your brain. Your intelligence as Christians is in your belly, in your spirit. Amen? Because God is spirit, and God is our intelligence. And if you want to be spiritual Christians and not servants of the Antichrist, you're going to have to get your minds renewed to the by the river to serve the mind of Christ and not the brain. The brain is the only thing that opposes the Spirit of God. And it's a conflict right now like none other. There's a tension, even as I'm speaking, into the brain to kill the beast. There's, there's a resistance because the brain does not want to die as an animal sacrifice. The brain is the place of all blasphemy. The brain is the place of all religion. The brain is the place of all rebellion. The brain is the place of every demon and every devil. It's true. It's called Calvary. That's why Jesus Christ defeated the brain at the place of the skull, Golgotha and Calvary. When you climb the mountain of the Lord, going from glory to glory, you're climbing Calvary. That's where all the demons were defeated. So, how are all the demons defeated? How are all the temptations to masturbate, to pornography, to be covetous of your neighbor's belongings and your neighbor's wife, to, to all the idolatry and immorality and sorcery that's in the world, everything that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, is overcome as you climb Calvary. It's the mountain of glory. It's literally Mount Zion. You're climbing Mount Zion. The mountain of the Lord rising as chief of all the mountains in the last days is a people that climb Calvary. They go from glory to glory and constantly bring the sacrifice of all the demonic working in the brain. Daily sacrifice. I die daily at the place of the skull. Golgotha. 
My Golgotha dies daily for the river of life alone to live through me. And that's how the mind of Christ transfigures your brain to be crystal clear and sparkling. Amen. That's how your inner man gels. Made firmer still, 2 Peter 1.19 in the Aramaic, it says that you're, or in the Amplified Classic, that your spirit literally gets made firm so that your, your brain actually is more persuaded to seeing your inner man than your outer man. Your brain is more persuaded to see your spirit than your natural body. That's what the renewing of your mind re- produces. It produces a brain fully persuaded and convinced that your spirit is more real than your natural body. That's how I live for years. And that's how you need to live. Fully persuaded that your spirit is more real than your body. And how does your spirit get more real to your brain and convince your brain? By the prophetic word, made firmer still. Your spirit literally gels. And as your spirit's made firmer still and your spirit gels by the renewing of your mind, by the prophetic word written on your spirit, by receiving direct revelation from Jesus Christ, then your spirit begins to take over your body. There's a time coming where the sons of God will manifest so strongly their spirit man fully gelled, fully made firm, and the morning star rises in their heart. In Aramaic, it actually says the sun rises in their heart. The S-U-N. 2 Peter 1.19, it says in Aramaic, the sun rises in your heart, which means that the solar system of the third heaven rises out of your spirit, fully recreated by revelation written on your spirit, and your brain fully persuaded that Christ is in you, the Father is in you, the Trinity is in you, Colossians 2.10, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in you, and all the Word of God is written on you, and it's all working, active, and energized, and goes out in all directions in the natural realm, and prepares a paradise for you to live on earth as it is in heaven. That's real full spiritual stature. That's real sonship. And then when people look at those that produced these demon-free zones and these curse and sickness-free zones, these paradise zones, these domes of Isaiah 4.4, these refuge cities, these Goshens, they'll see the sons and daughters of the living God, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. They won't even be able to see your bodies because your spirit will be made so firm and so gelled that it will completely wrap your body. That's how Adam and Eve were before the fall. They didn't know they had bodies. They did not know they had physical bodies. That's how strong and concentrated the glory of God was in their spirit life. Their spirit life is what died at the fall. And their soul continued on and their body continued on for several hundred years in the residual of the glory effect. Through Jesus Christ, you get your spirit regenerated out of your innermost being flowing rivers of living water. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost that energizes your spirit and persuades your mind to be more real than the natural realm. The spirit created the natural realm. And the spirit's recreating your spiritual realm to take over the natural realm to fulfill the Genesis duty to subdue all flesh, subdue all creation. You're not going to subdue all creation in the brain. That's sorcery. That's what Kabbalah is. That's what Levitical sorcery is and Mosaic sorcery practiced by religious fanatics 
sorcerers of religion, they use the brain to subdue all flesh. That's what's, anytime you use the brain, you're practicing sorcery. 100% of the time. If, you, if you're not using your spirit, you're a sorcerer already. Sorcerers of religion are about one million to every son of the spirit. The who ministers out of their belly? I mean, show me. I mean, there's like maybe 10 on planet Earth right now. Straight up truth. Almost every ministry in the world right now ministers out of the brain, which is sorcery. That's why it will be like the days of Noah. There's only eight people on planet Earth that even lived out of their spirit, out of one billion. Scholars say there was one billion on planet Earth during the days of Noah. And they were hearing about righteousness. They were hearing about walking in the spirit. They were hearing about bringing their souls to the spirit, not living out of the soul, but living out of the spirit. And they all thought Noah was crazy. He was a preacher of righteousness. Righteousness is walking in the spirit and not the flesh. Unless your soul's attached to your spirit, you're walking in the flesh and not the spirit. Huh. You're living as animals instead of sons and daughters of glory. Days of Noah, everyone's living as a brain. Every Christian living as a brain. Every Christian practicing sorcery. Every Christian practicing witchcraft. I mean, it's, you're rare to find a Christian that doesn't practice witchcraft every day. Because anytime you live out of the flesh of the brain and you're not crucified at the place of the skull, you are automatically walking in witchcraft. That's what witchcraft is. That's what sorcery is. That's what magic arts are, is living out of the skull instead of the spirit that God placed in your bellies. Truth anyhow. That's how severe the situation is in the universe right now. That's why the, the heavens are shaking, the earth is shaking, everything that can be shaken is being shaken because people are coming into divine order. People are coming into perfect obedience to God the Father and exposing the whole lie of the brain. Exposing the whole curse of the fall. Exposing everything wrong in the world. Exposing the potential of what a human being was supposed to live like. And not just settling for, well, I speak in tongues and I have gifts, but I'm still in control here in my skull. And I haven't climbed Calvary. I don't know about the glory of God on the top of Calvary. I don't know about dying to my whole brain, dying to self, dying to this world. When you die to your brain, you're living to Christ's brain. He's the chief in Cornerstone. Amen? If you don't live to Christ's brain, Christ's soul, the mind of Christ, remember he's transfigured in the flesh at the right hand of God in Zion, in the third heaven, right now. That's what the Bible says. He ascended into heaven in the cloud. Acts chapter 1. He's fully, completely transfigured in the flesh. And if you sacrifice your soul for his soul to flow through you like a mighty river, you get the same thing he gets. Transfigured by God the Father's power. The power of his glory. You get the gift of resurrection power. But only if you climb Calvary, which is the sacrifice of your human nature. That's how you go from glory to glory. The higher you get on Calvary, listen, Calvary, Golgotha, the altar of this universe, Jerusalem, it will take you all the way up into the third heaven. But you'll find that every degree you go higher in the spirit, people are like, I'm good enough. I've sacrificed enough. I've memorized enough Bible I've given up enough sin. I don't really do overtly bad things anymore. 
You know, I'm not, I'm not adulterous in the bars. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. And they, and they settle for being good instead of going on to perfection and transfiguring. That's like 99% of Christians after they're born again. That's when you come with a higher standard of the glory, showing them that they're just totally backslidden and lukewarm. They hate your guts because you expose them as being complacent, as lukewarm and Laodicean. If you settle for that low level on Calvary, we're not doubting your fire insurance. We're just exposing that you are actually, in fact, the 30-fold Christians of the world. And then we expose the fact that you are actually the 60-fold Christians of the world and that there is so much more to rise into. I mean, John on Patmos. John had been doing the most mightiest miracles, signs, and wonders ever. And he's 97 years old. And you think, you know, he's the elder of the elderly. Third John, it says, or whatever. You know, we're talking about the apostle on the mountain of transfiguration, John on Patmos, 97 years old, Revelation 4.1, and God's like, listen, buddy, I love you, man, but you need to come up here. There are realms, John, Apostle John, you don't know anything about. And how many Christians are like, oh, I know it all. I've been to the glory. I've had a drink of the glory. I mean, you think you're better than Apostle John? They boiled him in oil and he couldn't die. And people are like thinking they're smarter than John. Revelation 4.1, come up higher. That's our problem. Pride in our brain. That's the red dragon, by the way. That's what you're warring against. You're warring against primal evil. You're warring against Satan himself. You're warring against the red dragon. You are warring against original sin and the curse of the fall when all you gotta do is sacrifice your brain. That's it. And even more of your brain than yesterday. You bring the same, you bring all of yourself, you go higher in the spirit, and it requires more of your personality, it requires more of your soul, and guess what happens? The glory activates your brain to operate in original design. Original design is that you're brighter than the noonday sun. Your brain has the capabilities of shining with the third heaven solar system, the sun of righteousness, the bright morning star, and being brighter than the second heaven's suns that fell from heaven. You know, Revelation says, and the dragon's tail swept one third of the stars and they fell from heaven. So those stars are your external lights that keep you cursed and damned, living as animals in the dust of the earth. But then Jesus Christ comes in your heart, the morning star rises in your heart, and it removes all those lights that are darkness of religion and rebellion out of your brain, the knowledge of good and evil out of your brain, and it activates your brain to begin to operate in the abilities of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Original design is where we're going. <laughs> to the place where people can't see your physical body, they only see your glory. And people tune in and they see the glory of God. And what does the beast do? It attacks, it attacks the eyes. The eyes are the windows to your spirit. It's true. They'll attack your eyes. You look high in your eyes. They're attacking the glory coming out of your eyes. You have five gates of your natural man. All five gates can get glorified. When Abraham killed the five kings in Genesis 14, it represented being crucified to the natural realm. Now through Calvary, we're crucified to our natural realm. So that our five natural gates, instead of receiving sin externally in, which is being a sinner, we release glory internally out. 
Amen? That's what glorifies your five natural senses. That's what kills the five kings, called the curse of the fall, living by sense and reason instead of the river and glory. Sense and reason is the curse of the fall. Your five natural senses, being reasonable, that's what keeps you as animals. Being reasonable in your five natural senses. So reasonable Christianity is, in fact, the Antichrist. These people that come around that are infants in Christ that try to give advice to the most mature apostles and prophets on planet Earth, and there are some of those people here, they, they're only mature in their own brain, and they don't understand anything of the Spirit. See, you can get really smart in your brain and think you're better than John on Patmos because he's like a little child and he's 97 years old. I mean, you've got to be a child to write the book of Revelation. <laughs> there can't be any carnal mind in you at all to write stuff like that. First John, I mean, it's simplistic. It's so basic that it's nearly frustrating. Little children, little children, love, 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 little children, little children. And it's like, is this the most mature Christian in the world? What the heck, John? Yeah, this is the most mature Christian in the world, John. Truly, even more mature than the Apostle Paul. He went further than Paul did. He actually overcame death where they couldn't kill him. Nero chopped Paul's head off. John went further than Paul. True story. Hallelujah. What was the revelation of John? Love. God is love. And he's the only apostle that brought the revelation of the Lamb of God. It's the revelation of the drinking. He was a heavy drinker. He brought every his gospel, the gospel of John, mentions drinking and wine more than any other gospel. In the book of Revelation, the, the only way to be saved in John's gospel is by drinking. Come to the fountains of the waters of life and drink. There's a river of life. You must drink, 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 drink. It's like, you have to understand, that's what love is. The revelation of love as a drink that bypasses the brain. The only thing that kills the beast, which is the human brain, is Proverbs 9, verse 1. Wisdom has killed her beast. And what is wisdom? The wine of love. The wine of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love is what kills the brain. And by killing the brain, I mean killing the beast, it actually energizes the brain to go back into original design to love one another as Christ loved you. To walk in perfect love, unconditional love, agape love, intoxicating love. In Hebrew, shaka, shaka, be drunk with love. Amen. Song of Solomon 5.1. Shaka, shakar. Drunk with love. Song of Solomon 2.4. He brought me into a house of wine, therefore his banner over me was love. I drank it and I fell in love. The banner over your head, the crown of your head, the crown of your brain, your brain glorified on love. You have to get this. This is Jesus Christ's spirit working through your spirit and renewing your brain to who he is as a person. And this is not natural love because it kills the beast. Proverbs 9.1 kills the beast. That's where 99% of infants in Christ missed it. They think that they can love in their beast nature. Proverbs 9.1 kill the beast. You read about the beast in the book of Revelation? It's simply the brain. It's religion of the brain, being good in your brain, works of the brain, Christianity of the brain. And it tramples the blood sacrifice of Calvary underfoot, and it, and it becomes powerless. It nullifies the power of the Word. It's the traditions of men that work in the brain. 
Satan is called in Genesis the chief of the beasts of all the field, which means he's the lord of the flies of all carnal minds. Romans 8, he's the master of the puppets of everyone's unrenewed brain. Every brain that's not controlled by the river is controlled by Satan, especially Christians. That's why we've been at civil war. The civil war has been the mind of Christ versus carnal Christians. And 99% of charismatic Miracle-working Christians are carnally minded. 99% more than that. Very few have their intelligence that leads their life coming out of their belly. How many Christians do you ask, where is your intelligence? They'll say brain. No, it's not your brain, not according to the Bible. It's the river. It's out of your belly. A Christian's only intelligence is out of their belly. The seven spirits of God. The river of life. The rainbow of Noah's ark. The mind of Christ. It is the wisdom building her seven pillars, the seven colors of the rainbow, the rainbow of Noah's ark, the peace dove, which is speaking the words of the seven spirits of God of the rainbow of the mind of Christ, constantly releasing doves with olive branches, fresh oil, with every word proceeding out of your mouth, from the throne of God and the Lamb out of your belly. This is original design. This is what Adam and Eve walked in. They lived by the fruit of their lips in perfect union to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as you begin to step into this and obey this, and there's tons of grace for messing up, so don't feel like you have to be perfect right away. I mean, you're made perfect through what you suffer, realizing that nothing else works except the biblical prescription mixed with the Spirit of grace. The New Testament, the Old Testament, the Bible, the Logos, written on your spirit and fully yielded to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in you, with your brothers and sisters, with the whole body of Christ. Amen? And it will heal, and the tribes of the body of Christ that are more advanced than others will heal other tribes. Trust me, there are many spies of other tribes that come around Red Letter Ministries and check us out. They come in and they don't, they don't say anything, they just listen and they judge. And some of them are beginning to judge correctly. And they're beginning to learn, and their spirit's beginning to gel. And they're starting to see with the eyes of their heart instead of the eyes of their flesh. And if you begin to see with the eyes of your heart illuminated by revelation and wisdom, and the rainbow mind of Christ and the river of life, and the word of God like a mighty river with angels obeying every word that comes out of your inner man, and through your glorified soul, your glorified personality, people will hear that, it will energize them, and it will spread like wildfire. We're, we're stepping into a place of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. In the full and total crucifixion of our, of our flesh and blood to this world for only the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to manifest through our spirit man. That's what drowns the world with the glory that Jesus Christ said was as the days of Noah. It's people that have climbed up Calvary and have completely died to religion of the brain. We all know rebellion's bad. No one's debating over drugs, alcohol, or maybe they are, but no one that's even close to the mark of high calling is. But where we've missed it is that there's still a partial mixture of our brain included in this equation of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. There can be 0% brain, 100% spirit, and your spirit and your brain completely yielded to the Father's throne, the throne of the Lamb, and the river. That's the trinity of Revelation 22 verse 1. Amen. 
So that's the new creation reality, and that's original design, and it will morph you from the inside out. And if you want to accelerate it, fall in love with the Word. Get, get a hunger for the Word. Pray to be more hungry for the bread of heaven. And not just to put it in your brain, that'll turn you into an antichrist, but to write it on your spirit. And when it's written on your spirit, then it's working in the natural realm for what it's supposed to do. The Word of God is supposed to activate angels to serve you. Angels obey His words, it is written. The purpose and the function of the Word is not to, oh, beat yourself up because you're having too much fun. Most Christians think of reading the Bible that way. Oh, you know, well, yeah, you screwed up, went to the bar last Friday, now you need to punish yourself by reading the Bible. How demonic is that? Most Christians think that way. I'll beat myself up by reading the Bible. That's all carnal, that's all religion. That's, but seriously, that's, that's how most Christians think. That it's punishment. The, Bi the Bible's not punishment. When you realize you are a spirit that has a soul, and the body counts for nothing, it's just your shell on earth. And you're just kind of taking over your shell with your inner man more valuable than your outer man. The Bible actually is what makes your inner man stronger. Scripture is what solidifies your spirit. Scripture is what renews your mind. But not Scripture on your brain, Scripture on your spirit. I will write my laws upon their hearts. The word heart, it's, it's not talking about your flesh and blood. It's talking about your spirit. Why? Because God is spirit, and it makes you look like God. God is the Word of God. King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ is God, and He is the Word of God. And the Father is the glory. So you have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the Word working in your spirit, writing everything that makes God God upon your spirit. The issue is we cut ourselves off from our spirit by the temptations of religion of the external world, of how to be a, a good steward with what the, the gifts. That's one of the main stumbling blocks is, you know, use wisdom, but it's, it's human wisdom. It's not the wisdom of Proverbs 9.1 that mixes her wine that gets drunk. I mean, really, mixed wine had opium in it. It's talking about getting completely high out of your brain, killing the beast, not living out of your brain, and living 100% out of your spirit. Proverbs 9.1, it is written, wisdom has mixed her wine. In Solomon's day, mixed wine had opium in it. And we hate drugs, we hate alcohol, I'm a Nazarite, don't touch any of it, not even a drop. The issue is, is that you have to get drunk out of your brain on the wisdom of the word and the wisdom of love. And if, you, and if you don't, you'll be stuck in your carnal mind under the curse, living by the sweat of your brow, and nothing in the Bible be, will be working in your life. And you get discouraged. So if you hear these words, let them be written on your spirit. And so that the Bible can also be written in your spirit. So when you go to the Bible, you get excited, understanding this is how God the Father is going to restore your life through your spirit, getting the Bible written on your spirit, and angels obeying the Word of God made flesh through your spirit. And then the angels go out through the Word, through your spirit Word, through the rhema Word, through the revelation Word, the living Word, active and energized, like rivers through regions, and it prepares a place for you to live in, like a dwelling, like a canopy of Isaiah 4.4. 4. That 
is a protection of the love of God, the wisdom of God, the word of God, of the glory of God formed through your spirit, made firmer still by the prophetic word so that you can live free from the sorcery of the scorching heat, which is the curse of the law. You live free from all the tyranny of the fallen angels penetrating your brain, telling you you're not good enough. All of the stuff the devils do, all the accuser, all the red dragon, the false prophet, and the beast are destroyed when you come into these, into these revelatory realms of sonship that we're preaching to you today. These are the realms of sonship, of the revelation of the Son of God, of what He walked in and what you also now will walk in. You are getting so built up in your spirit that your spirit comes out your body and is an Isaiah 4-4 dome. That's what it means in 2 Peter 1.19 where the, the prophetic word makes your spirit firmer still. Which means no fallen angel can work through the word of God. You understand that? The, a fallen angel can work through your deception. My people perish for lack of knowledge. The fallen angel can work through all kinds of ignorance. The fallen angel loves working through people's carnal Christianity because that's hypocrisy. That's what Phariseeism is. And that's everywhere. So you're going to have demonic activity in every group where they don't bring the brain as a burnt sacrifice. Major, major demonic Jezebelic activity. Jezebel is the principality of sorcery and immorality that keeps people in their carnal brain trying to be good in their brain, even especially in prophetic and charismatic Christianity when they're even close to possibly coming into the promised land of being fully sacrificed by Mount Zion, Calvary Hill. Amen. <laughs> because if you go all the way and burn your brain with everything you've learned, because you have so much knowledge. I mean, so many of us have been in the Bible for 20 years, thousands of hours in the Bible. We've, we've been in the prophetic, we've been in the apostolic, we've seen signs, miracles, and wonders and healings galore for decades. We've seen revivals for the last hundred years since Azusa Street. So we've got all this knowledge and stuff, but we're still mostly in the brain. The next step for revival is killing the brain or crucifying the brain 100% to live exclusively in the river of life that sparkles with life. That's the place where you don't have any sadness, any sorrows, any negativity, no poverty, no sickness and disease. Obviously, we're not there yet. We're going there. This is the promised land, the preaching of the promised land. This is where we're going as a body of Christ on earth as it is in heaven. And it's all through your spirit man being completely built up and so built up that your spirit is a shelter and refuge for everyone's spirit, even while they're infants in Christ, even when their spirit is the size of a pin needle because they have no revelation, no truth in their life, but you can still cover them from the accuser of the brethren so that they can possibly grow their spirit to be bigger than their brain. That's what mature Christianity is. It, love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers. This is being the covering of your spirit man fully gelled and manifesting and covering all the animals like the days of Noah. Days of Noah, Noah covered the animals and protected them, didn't he? Well, the animals are the souls of the nations, the beast nature. And in order to give them a chance to have a great harvest, you have to cover them with your spirit life. So we need to get our spirit life strong enough to be able to cover all flesh. Amen. 
and no questions asked. I don't care what kind of sin they committed. You rate, you get your spirit so built up with the word of grace, you can cover a whole region. You can cover a whole nation. You can cover the planet earth. And that's where the sons of God are going. They're going to cover all the earth, clothe all the earth in the grace and in the love of the word of God. By their spirit man, so far outside their body and so thick and juicy and saucy that everyone lives and moves and has their being in Christ in you. It's all about your spiritual development getting more real on the inside than the outside. Amen? And you want acceleration? Read the Bible into your spirit. That's why we tell people, lay hands on your belly. That's where your spirit is. It will build up your spirit. Your mind will realize, whoa, I'm not alone. The Father is really inside me. And you start to wake up to your spirit. It's called Colossians 1.27. The hope of realizing the glory. In Greek it says, not hope of glory, but the hope of your brain realizing the glory of Christ in you. Christ in your belly. And to begin to birth the third heaven through your brain submitted to your spirit into the natural dimension. That's the beginning of realizing the glory. And then your spirit gets firmer still by the prophetic word. Every day feasting. Every day being led by the spirit, led by the river having encounters, divine appointments, meeting new brothers and sisters, and the whole body of Christ getting stronger as we grow in God the Father in us. And that's what's been happening the last 10, 20 years. It's been accelerated. And now it's going to be a convergence on the top of Mount Zion, on the top of Calvary, of those that are fully crucified to this world, living in the hundredfold glory realm of completely dead to self and alive to Christ in perfect unity of the brethren by the cross of Christ crucified through our brains in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So into that word. Give cheerfully and give liberally. Redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.